Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. If you're new to the show, here's a brief introduction. My name is Peter Morris, and I'm an award-winning illustrator, designer, and art director. I've worked for the top agencies in the uh, Nebraska area, and I'm currently a freelance creative. And in my time at these agencies, I made a lot of connections with a lot of interesting people. So this show is me sitting down for a couple of drinks with some of these folks over lunch. Hope you enjoy the conversation. This show features Casey Mills. Casey is a PR social media strategist at Swanson Russell. Uh, we worked uh, a little bit on a couple of campaigns a few years ago. Um, not only is Casey a PR and social media strategist, but also uh, an officially certified minister. Yep, you heard that right. So you're gonna hear about uh, all of these facets of Casey's experience uh, while I keep getting interrupted by folks at the lounge. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Ah, uh, Casey, welcome. Old bastard martini lunch. All right, it. thank you. Toast Happy it. to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. All right, I can do that. I can do yeah. that. Does that work all right for you guys? Oh, yeah. When Holt's not around, I can have vodka. He's, he's very strict rules about gin, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. How you been? I've been good, been really busy. Yeah? Yeah. What, uh, what's keeping you busy? Um, I've been doing a lot of client travel lately. I had like, well, three straight weeks where I was traveling. Um, one of them was a personal trip. I went to Buffalo, New York to officiate a wedding, oh. which was a lot of fun. Nice. It's my first rodeo being a minister, an internet minister, so it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd that come about? Why'd you decide to do that? Like uh, so our friends, um, Rachel and Daniel, that we met in Oregon, um, right. uh, my wife's name's Rachel, so both the Rachels were in the same grad program, mm -hmm. and then Daniel and I were both university communications guys. Right. And so we just kind of hit it off and hung out with them all the time, and so they got engaged and were making their wedding plans and they like skyped us one night and they're like so we got a question to ask you guys and we're like yeah you know here it comes like yep we'll be in the wedding and they're like, right. well we want you to marry us I like, <laughs> one step more yeah. and i was like did not see that coming but yeah. absolutely yes nice. so i went and got certified on the internet to be a minister it's right. pretty much a one question like you know do you believe that love is love like yep check the box Good to go. <laughs> Sent me my packet and my official letters and Fantastic. Yeah. So now I can perform weddings and for some reason some sort of baptisms and funerals. Oh okay, okay. Yeah. I'll sign so, you up for my funeral. Though. Yeah. I don't see myself getting baptized anytime soon. So. <laughs> Funerals more likely <laughs> to happen next. So, how long, how long does that certification last? Is that like a lifetime appointment yeah. or? Yeah. Wow. As long yeah. as you believe love is love, Ben. Wow. Yeah. If you ever falter in your yeah. belief about love, yeah, they'll, they'll revoke yeah. your license. <laughs> Come on, 
come to your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we heard that uh, apparently you don't believe in love anymore. Yeah. yeah. We saw on Facebook that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been writing some pretty nasty stuff about mm -hmm. love and relationships. Yeah. We're going to have to ask for that uh, email back. <laughs> What'd you think of it? I've never been there. A buffalo? Yeah. yeah it was really... It was amazing, but I think that the people that you're with when you're at a place can really, like, take your perspective on it right. right. Like, I've been to some really great places that I had horrible experiences in, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, oh, yeah, that, that place is no horrible, no good, never going back there. Right. But, like, Buffalo, we were there with, like, Rachel and Daniel and their families, and we just had, like, a really, really good time. It was a lot of fun. Nice, nice. Yeah. So what about, uh, so doing some travel for work, where'd you go or what'd you do, anything interesting there? Um, well, I was supposed to go to Atlanta to meet with Site One, but then I got sick, somebody brought something back from a trade show, I think, it was just absolutely horrible, nice. and I had to call Jason, I was like, dude, I can't get on Are you fully recovered, like or are you supposed to be right now? Fever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. Okay. I, but yeah, that knocked me down for like four or five days, and so I like called into our meetings, um, and then the next week, I went to the golf industry show down in San Antonio. Oh, cool! And um, shot some video uh, for social media content for Site One. So nice. that went really well. Nice. Who'd you Who'd you shoot with? Um, some local guys there, or some. No, it was guys? actually like me. Oh, it was just like, you. I like on your phone or no? Like I rented camera gear, got like a cinema lens for our digital SLR, and plugged Wait. it in and a wireless mic and talked to people at the booth. You're crazy. Shot some B-roll of the um, of the trade show and then um, sent it back to the office and the motion team. Um, recut it with like B-roll that we'd previously shot at a different locations, so right, it looked right. nicer. Oh, nice. So yeah. That's a good uh, cost-effective solution there, but totally. Wow, that's a good hustle, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't. Now, uh, now everybody wants. That's it. what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. Don't let them know how you did that because everybody's gonna want that, especially yeah, yeah. when they're looking at like the budgets. Right. Oh, we'll just send Casey out there again. Like yeah. he could do. It. You saw that video, right? It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. And Casey on that. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, and it's really pretty easy. Like, if I had to do, like, camera moves or anything, I'd be, like, more more nervous about it. But it's just, like, stationary on a tripod with a good lens that can shoot in any kind of light. Right. And so, you know, do a couple little pans and, like, oh, look around at some stuff and make sure people are framed up so it doesn't look really horrible and right, right. call it good. If we actually have any photographers listening right now. I'm sure they're just screaming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you should have hired us. Like, yeah. They took our jobs. <laughs> the thing is, they know it's a scam, so... Mm. One of the secrets I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not man. hard. You just point and click. Uh -huh. Well, that's just like what you know we do. Exactly. A hard can be a website be to put together, right? They're free. Yeah, and, and nephew can do it for like a case of beer. Yeah. What's the What's the big deal? I can get a logo for five bucks. Yeah. How hard can that be? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the only way that this works for us at Swanson is that um, the creative directors and that whole team have the ability to sign off on stuff and review so like all the bumpers and the b-roll and the branding and all that stuff is like pre-decided and pre-approved right and so all i have to do is send back a video that isn't shit and right, right, it's right. mixed in and so some, and yeah. some of that i think is just a um 
it's just managing expectations as well. So, sure. yeah. you know, we figured out a way to make this work. It's affordable, but don't expect this to be a high, you know, dollar production. Right? Yeah, no, this, these are never going to air on television. This is just, you know, one hit stuff to put on social media where quality expectations don't need to be, you know, movie theater. Right. You know, and so, um, I don't cheap know. Cheap content. Yeah, cheap content. It works, yep. right? Because, like, the struggle that I run into is, like, when we talk about creating social media content, um, you have to find that sweet spot of acceptable quality, but also acceptable cost, because you have to make a bunch of it right. and, to feed the beast, and it's, like, ephemeral, and, you know, you're going to hit, like, you know, one out of... I don't know, five maybe is going to do super, super well. Right. And everything else is just kind of, you know, in the wind after it goes. Right. And, yeah, so. that I mean, that's something that I know when a lot of this content started being developed, that that was my struggle was just, I always felt the content, the, the level of production was so poor. I, I never wanted to watch it, but I feel like the, you've got a whole generation of people coming around. They're like, ah, I watch people on YouTube doing this stuff all the time, and it's just like a camera and a microphone in their basement, you know, yeah, and they're yeah. doing their thing, and you know, they're fine with that level of production. And it's difficult for me to kind of, I don't know, make that leap to that. Sure. But it's acceptable, perfectly acceptable. But I haven't got there yet, I guess. Yeah, well, and it's about like what length of time you're willing to tolerate that for. Right? Like, I right. would not be interested in watching a feature-length film produced with the equipment and at the quality that most YouTubers make content. Right. But right. I will watch you for 15 minutes talk about something that's interesting to me. Right, right. Speaking of, what, so what do you watch on YouTube, then? Um, I don't really watch a ton of stuff on YouTube, personally. I don't right? really like, I end up in all these... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you're right. talk, talk, talk to Ben. He, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I end up in all of these um, client rabbit holes to try to figure out, like, uh, so my YouTube and, and my Instagram is just a giant mess because it's <laughs> me, like, following stuff that I think is interesting for a client or me following But you're smart enough to know not to sign in on, like, the client's account and uh, oh, look up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I've seen that. That happened a couple of times because we, whenever... That would pop up more we would give them a call like, hey, these things are showing up. You might want to clean those up. Somebody needs to know that they're signed in with the wrong account and they're, ah. you know, perusing this content. As long as you're not posting. No, it wasn't yeah. anything. It wasn't anything questionable. But, uh, well, questionable, yes, but it wasn't anything like, yeah. you know, yeah. offensive or anything. Yeah. So I'm amazed that, or maybe not mute, amazed, but I'm so unaware of, like, what and how people use YouTube because I had never really adopted it as a entertainment mm -hmm. venue where right. so many people that is like TV like YouTube is TV to them right um, but to me it's like if I want to learn how to do something I go to YouTube right and that's yeah. the extent of it like mm -hmm. that's the only thing that's useful for me well I'd say you probably fall in like the category of users that is the majority right like YouTube is the second most popular search engine next to Google and that's why Google bought YouTube right so, I mean, you're right. If you want to learn how to do something, then that's where you go because it's easy to learn how to do um, anything on video, right? There's that lady who has no construction experience and built her own house just by watching YouTube videos. Right. right. So, 
I mean, I think that's like an extreme exception, but I mean, right, right. If there's how-to content, it's on YouTube. Right, right. Because I know I do that for some applications that I'm using. All right, so how do I do this? Or I run into something in the worst, or with the, with your like, I like some music production stuff, and I know what I want to do, and so I type that in. They're like, okay, so here's how you do it. And, and you see them continuing to like mess it up like you fucking moron like even I know this like just push why are you even recording that why did you just like edit out this like two and a half minutes of you doing this wrong because I know you're doing this wrong like and then it's like oh yeah 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 oh sorry yeah yeah here's how you do it like I don't understand why you didn't even just get rid of it but I guess right. that's just sort of the nature of, of what's being produced but that's what I mean there's a certain level of that that makes me crazy like just take a couple of steps to make it a little bit better like, right Oh yeah. yeah. You answered my question, but after seven minutes, <laughs> you know that's an eternity online right now. Oh uh, yeah. So okay, uh, I, I feel like we just kind of jumped into like what you've been up to, but give. Uh, I know you guys never work together, so give Ben an idea of what it is you do. Um. So right now, my title is uh, public relations social media strategist. Okay. So um, basically. In the broad strokes, what I do is help clients um, engage with their audience in um, earned and shared media spaces, right? So, so all um, organic content kind of stuff. Yeah, organic content. Um, a lot of it ends up in like promoted content because you have to pay to play on Facebook these days. Sure. Um, but if you want to be in a magazine, we identify what magazines we think you need to be in. And how's <laughs> going on here? Kind of hey, come on. Back up. <laughs> That's all right. So if you want to, if your client wants to be in a magazine, we are prominent in a certain industry. We figure out what the publications are that they need to be in to do that. Um, place content, whether it's written by them or by us, or convince a reporter to write a story about whatever our client or topic is. Um, but most of what I do these days is on the social media content creation side. So that's about putting together strategies for how clients can engage different audiences on social media, build profiles of those audiences to understand what they're interested in and how we can create content that's relevant for them, which is the most important thing. Um, and uh, also try and keep them out of trouble. So some of it is like crisis management stuff in terms of um, how do we prevent bad things from happening or how do we implement a system that we can mitigate things once they kick off or like, you know, how do we... Just within the social media platform or within their own communications? Within their own communications um, and within the social media platform, um, whole ball of wax. So, so they don't get destroyed on Twitter for some... Right. They yeah. post something and maybe the timing is weird or something. Sure, sure. Yeah, or if they start to get destroyed, how you like stop the stop the bleeding and like <laughs> and so yeah, sometimes it's challenging. Well, that, now so you're talking more about strategy, so you're not really hands on as far as like communicating that as you to users directly as you are like the internal team, like here here's how you can, you know, um, deal with the issues that are popping up. Like, yeah, I mean, I used to be really hands-on, and I still kind of am in some on some accounts. 
but we now have um, community managers assigned to all the accounts and they're the ones who are doing the day-to-day -day posting this, answering this person's question, trying to figure out who knows where you can buy chainsaws in Czechoslovakia, right. um, those kinds of things. Huh. So it's really like a team effort. I help with the strategy and planning and where we need to be and what we need to say and how we need to say it and what our audience is and what that looks like in generating content based on those insights. And then we have a whole team of people, including creative and some community managers that work in PR who help execute it. And sometimes it's a partnership with a client where they'll do the community management and we create campaigns for them. They're kind of above and beyond what they could do themselves. Right. So um, it's any combination of things. Get out of here. Jeez. Not anybody in this place. <laughs> another, so, another question I have about social media and, yeah. and brands you think using social media is like, is there a tendency for brands to want to do, like, we want to be the next Denny's or we want to be the next Wendy's or we want to, you know, we want to be, like, fun and hip and snarky and stuff like that. Are you saying people want to do that and it's not really? And it's like not for person, them or it's not. I doesn't assume, really fit their brand. I just or? assume that that would be, like, we want to be as popular as those guys. Right. I think that clients, most of our clients want those results, but nobody really has the... Right, like that kind of thing is not a fit for a lot of people's brands. Sure. But at the same time, like that's a really gutsy endeavor to embark on. Sure. And you you have to have a strong stomach a little bit to be able to do <laughs> some social media stuff, right? Because like there are inevitably gonna be things happen that make your brand not look so great and um, you're gonna have to make a judgment call on what you're gonna do and like what you're gonna tolerate. So one of the things that I can talk about, because this has happened to a number of clients and we've kind of publicly dealt with it, is that there are groups of activists on social media who are interested in denying certain publications and news media outlets advertising dollars. Okay. Um, they include Fox News and the O'Reilly Factor and Breitbart. Um, and so what ends up happening is people will camp out on those sites and wait until they see ads running next to like a really bombastic headline right. and then they screenshot it and put it out to their network of activists who have lists of these brands and they just start pressuring them and saying like hey do you know that you like your advertising dollars are supporting like this kind of ideology sure. consider blacklisting these sites from your ad buy sure um and so you as like the communications manager have to look at that and say okay how big of a problem is this for us actually right knowing that for some brands, their audience is legitimately reading those things. They are on those sites, and right. that's who your target is. Right. And so it's not that you agree with the content that they're posting. It's that you want to access their audience, and that's one of the most popular places to go access them. Right. 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 So you kind of have to make a judgment call about, is this bad enough for the brand's image that we are going to blacklist these sites and pull our ads from them? Or are we going to do that temporarily and then turn them back on later? Or are we gonna stop altogether? And so we had to work with a number of clients to make different decisions in those points. Um, the Propane Council actually got caught up in the O'Reilly Factor advertising issue that happened. So it was like the night after his sex scandal thing broke and he did his, he did his show and um, people were making lists of the advertisers whose ads were running during the O'Reilly Factor right. and the Propane Council was on that list 
in, with their proudly propane campaign with some it's a pretty elite company that included a Lexus and Mercedes-Benz and some big big brands and so the activists started pressuring them all to pull their ads from the O'Reilly Factor, pull their ads from Fox News and so we kind of had to talk about what the decision was going to be, what decision they wanted to make about it and we're on this timeline that we have to make the five o'clock evening news in the East Coast as we have to hit it early enough and make our announcement early enough that we have to decide that we are or are not going to be one of the brands on the list on CBS Evening News tonight right. who didn't pull their ads. Right, right. And so um, after talking with our communications folks, we made the decision that they were going to make an announcement that they were going to pull their ads from the O'Reilly Factor, put it out on Twitter, made the deadline just in time to not be listed as one of the brands who is still supporting the show. Right. Um, and it's crazy how, like, once you make that announcement, most of that stuff just stops oh, sure. immediately. And then there's a couple people who are, like, hanging on who are like, that's not far enough. Like, pull all your ads from every show on Fox. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a certain group that's like that as well. But Yeah, well, well that, I mean, that's interesting because that's, you know, that is all hands on deck for a pretty stressful few hours because... Like you said, it's not just when that airs. You got to get that out in front of all of that before mm -hmm. you know. As people are pulling together that content to air, you yep. got to get in front of all of that. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. yeah so it's really interesting, and I think um, Angie's List was one of the only companies that didn't pull their ads, and they basically just said, "Look, this is one of the most popular television shows airing for our demographic, and the ad buy isn't about." what is said on the show the ad buy is about who's watching right. and you know really made a case for like what how advertising actually works and tried to educate the consumers about that but but they're in a yeah. unique situation too because mm -hmm. they're they're not provide like they're not providing that in service anyway right yeah. you know so they're kind of a, a middleman for what they're providing consumers anyway so in a way just because i'm uh, Carpenter and I'm on Angie's list it doesn't necessarily mean I'm supporting what's happening going on there it's just um, a way for people to contact me for so in a way I think they were in a unique situation where I think these others were specific brands or services that was tied directly to them so I, yeah I think that gave them a little flexibility in that regard but oh yeah and you know, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about no, I think you're <laughs> right. but, but that makes me wonder like what kind of brands are are bomb-proof like that, you know? Yeah, well, like, some of the um, B2B brands are more insulated. I wouldn't say that they're bomb-proof, but they're more insulated from it, right? We work with a company that sells landscape supplies, exclusively B2B. They're targeting landscape contractors who um, tend to be a little bit more conservative. They're an audience who are reading those websites, watching those shows. And so, you know, since they don't have a consumer product, like, the people who are smashing their Keurigs, if you wanted to like take on a landscape supply company, first you'd have to figure out what the heck they do, <laughs> right. Right. where they're located, right. Right. and then go figure out like, yeah. will they actually sell me some bags of fertilizer that I can rip up or something on YouTube? Like, well, what am I gonna do to hurt these people? Right, right. Like, well, we gotta sell you a pallet. So yeah. at that point, what's the loss, right? Yeah, <laughs> we don't sell one bag, so yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I think. You guys, yeah, you guys up for another one here? Yeah, let's do it. I, th I think we got enough stuff there. 
Once I edit out all the bad stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, let's get another drink and then talk a little bit about it. Because I don't, you know, even though we sort of work together a little bit, I don't really know your history. So. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you I'll tell you all about that. I got some good stories I can oh, share. Oh, man, all right. Sounds good. That Sounds involve good. radioactive tuna fish. Oh. Thank you, Casey, for joining Ben and me for a couple of drinks. As you heard from the conversation, Casey knows his stuff. He's a real pro. Uh, if you're curious to see what Casey is doing, you can follow him on Instagram at KCLMills. Get ready for some beards and some booze. If you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or if you'd like more info on uh, some of the episodes, visit the website at OldBastardMartiniLunch.com. Finally, if you're looking to bring on some uh, freelance creative muscle, check out my website, petermorris.us, or you can contact me through my email. It's me at petermorris.us. Let's talk. In the meantime, have another martini. I know I will. Mm-hmm.